Hey guys, this is Money and Mandem, where we discuss finance in relation to everyday life. Make sure to follow us at Money underscore Mandem on Instagram and Twitter. So today's episode is about conglomerates and we're... It's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day. Yeah, don't kill my vibe. Don't kill my vibe, please. eh? Thanks. So today's episode is about conglomerates, and these are organizations that basically have a lot of brands and subsidiaries over them, and they can span over multiple industries. And we're going to be talking about four of them, and which are Unilever, Coca-Cola, Nestle, and Volkswagen. Okay, so I took a deep dive into Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola company to be exact, and it's very interesting, you know, just reading about the history. They've been around since the 19th century and they were, they started in Atlanta, whole Atlanta, Georgia. So that was pretty cool. I've also been to like the headquarters before, like the world of Coca-Cola, which is also an ATL. And it was pretty cool. Like you get to see all the drinks they have. So they have like Coke, Coke obviously, and they have Minute Maid, they have Sprite, they have Dasani, which is like water. They also recently acquired Costa Coffee. I think that was in 2019. So then from these, you can kind of tell that they're kind of based in beverages. They, they've never actually ventured outside of beverages or like tried to do that. Actually, once they bought Columbia Pictures, I think for like less than a billion, but then they sold it for 3.4 billion in like the next couple of years. So that was also cool. And yeah, they just in beverages. And another interesting thing about them is that they have kind of two sides to the business. So one is the um, making the syrup or like the syrups for the drinks. So then what they do is they sell these syrups to bottlers and then these bottlers then sell them and then they get a fee from that. Another side of the business is when they kind of just sell, like when once the drinks get sold, so then they get money from that or they can have their own bottling processes. So they have like two sides and historically it's kind of been like 50-50 in terms of revenues. So that's also been interesting to like read about as well. Why did they buy Columbia? Columbia Pictures, I don't know. I just I just read it. I was just like, oh. I think maybe they're trying to venture out, but then they decided not to later. But that's like the furthest they ventured out. They've stayed like in beverages pretty strictly. And like how have they basically built up their portfolio of brands and all of that? Has it been like just lots and lots of acquisitions? Um, yes, mostly. Um, so, so a funny thing about um, them is that like, obviously Coca-Cola was always one of them was the major brand. And another thing that helped Coca-Cola in terms of like the drink was during the World War, like one of the generals, Eisenhower, I think his name is famous, but like, yeah, he said that he wanted every soldier to have Coke. So then Coke started like making bottling, bottling plants around Europe and whatnot. And then this kind of made everyone taste Coke in Europe as well and kind of helped the worldwide presence. So that's how Coke kind of worked as well. And obviously in America was already um, present and they were trying to use it as a substitute for um, coffee as well. But then another funny thing is that they also had many minute made at that point because that was an orange juice, right? Like primarily. So they didn't yeah. want people to take Coke as opposed to orange juice they wanted people to take coke as opposed to coffee so that was probably kind of hard for them at the beginning in terms of fanta fanta was actually made in germany i believe and it was made because they couldn't get coke syrups like the coke concentrate to germany at that point so then people started making a different one and i think coca-cola eventually then bought them out and then yeah it was a it's it's been a lot of acquisitions and I think they've also been strategic. They're trying to take like all facets of um, like drinking, your drinking experience. One thing that they haven't really done is look into non-alcoholic um, beverages. So in terms of alcoholic beverages, they have like five, four of the top five. So they have Fanta, Sprite, Coke and Coke Zero or Diet Coke, one of them. So that's four of the top five. But in t- and in terms of the biggest companies that, are, that, only, that specialize in non-alcoholics, they're the biggest 
and then after that you have PepsiCo and then you have Keurig, Dr. Pepper. So like, yeah, they're like the leaders in the field with non-alcoholic beverages. I think much, much bigger than Pepsi, or is it like still kind of like an ongoing battle that they can constantly have to worry about? Um, it's definitely, it's definitely an ongoing battle. So like even I think around the 19, late, late um 20th century, basically, they had like it was a kind of a fierce battle so like pepsi was trying to look more youthful and everything and coca-cola was kind of like falling behind in terms of retention to do with the youth pepsi was like the cool brand for like you know the millennials of those time when those guys were young so like that was something that coca-cola had to like try and work on they also tried to then make a new Coca-Cola formula to sort of entice people. I think in yeah. like 1970s, but that that was an L. That was just a flop. It totally flopped. And then they then said that, oh no, it wasn't actually a new formula. It was an alternate formula. And then they kept it to 2002, but it was trash and no one liked it. So then those are the ways they were trying to like compete with with Pepsi because Pepsi had a different type of taste as well. And people liked it at that point. But in terms of now... um. They're still competing, but, like, I feel like there's a place for both. And now you have Coca-Cola having deals with, like, McDonald's, for example. So then in, t- in that sort of sense, like, they're going to be, like, there. They're not really going to disappear. So, yeah. yeah. Do these guys actually change, like, their formulas often? Because I can't remember Coke tasting differently. I mean, I know that, like, Nige Fanta and Nige and, like, UK Fanta is completely different. Like, one is more way more sweeter but like just in general are they like constantly changing their formulas to like stay ahead or is it kind of something that settled and just like yeah we're the top dogs so they just spend money on like marketing and advertising yeah i think it's a lot to do with um like they don't really change it so then like the thing i said before they tried to change it and they had a whole marketing thing they had like people come and taste it and test it and that totally flopped so even if they do change it they say that it's the same like it's the same and they say that they have some secret recipe from John Pemberton who was the original founder like in 1888 or something like that so they say they've never changed it so like yeah the thing that takes the money is like to do with franchising so I think over a while they started buying back the franchises the bottling companies and they had like a major bottling company because as you can imagine like let's say there's a different bottling company in Argentina for example right and they yeah. then flop and then or like they have problems with like supply or like they have they enter some scandal that's going to totally affect the supply of coke in argentina so then what coke actually did is that they it's not unionized but like they kind of put there was like a big overarching corporation that they then had smaller companies in and then that kind of helped them so if one was going down they could kind of use the revenues of the another one but then recently they've been trying to refranchise a lot of these bottling companies so then they don't have to like oversee a lot and then they just get a fee from it. So I think that's something that they've been doing. In terms of that strategy, I think that that's kind of coming to an end because they've managed to refranchise a lot of them. But like, yeah. And in terms of like the stock price, it's like very stable. Like, uh, not very stable, but like they pay dividends. They're not a growth stock. People aren't buying coke stocks to like watch this it stock is only tech bro it's only tech tech and bitcoin bro. <laughs> vibes bitcoin, let's not start <laughs> invest in bitcoin guys invest in bitcoin what's going on with nestle all right well nestle really focuses on mainly the powdered and again like non-alcoholic beverages um i think it was really one of the first players to get into like the powdered game like wait why is everyone laughing i don't get it is it hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. anyway yes yeah, so that's like the main um kind of focus of their business but then they also look at like nutritional foods um like they have quite a few pet care brands and then some water brands as well but that's kind of weak so their main kind of focus is powdered and just like pet care nutritional and they really have a focus on especially recently they've been trying to have like a stronger focus on having like organic products and just nutritionally better and i feel like generally they try to advertise their products as like being healthy like even with milo milo even with milo on the on the packaging it's like some football player and it makes it look like it's like gives you like that extra like athletic boost even though obviously it's just packed with sugar which is um 
It's really sweet. I really yeah. like it. But it's caused issues. I really though. like it. <laughs> but yeah, so like that's I think that's like the top malt chocolate drink. Then they have Nespresso as well, which is also one of the top like coffee um brands as well. And oh they have another one as well, but I forgot right now. But yeah, generally their kind of strategy recently has been to just acquire just a lot of the smaller brands that are again like just the more organic. Um they've gone to like vegan brands as well. But they've also just announced that they're gonna start producing their own like vegan like Kit Kats, for example, they're gonna start becoming vegan. And just David, you good? Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I don't, think, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna become vegan, but they'll just have like a a vegan alternative. But um, yeah, I think that's kind of their strategy for the next couple of years. Just really focusing on being healthy and maintaining this like healthy image. Um, they own Maggie though. Like, what are they gonna do? This <laughs> is true. This is true. Maggie's one of the so- most recognizable brands. Though. Like, it's like yeah, yeah, five. but. Yeah, but if they're trying to move like towards a more healthy, like, I the mean, you is, can't make. Think about the markets as well. I don't know if they're trying <laughs> to move to it or whether they're just trying to portray that image. Yeah. Yeah. To, who, to like, who matters? Because like, it there's a matter. lot of controversy, especially in I think it's in like South America. A lot of people are. I can't remember. I just saw. A lot, I've seen a lot of people on social media saying like, "We're gonna um, boycott Nestle. Like, don't buy from it um, and all this." You can't mm. boycott all these com- You can't boycott That's these big companies. The yeah, <laughs> like, literally, literally. Because they own just one. There'll be one small brand, and then you're just like, "Oh, this is actually owned by like less." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, it's a bit techy for them, but yeah, just kind of. It seems kind of aggressively acquiring, like over the past five-ish years, anyway. That's what they're really doing. Fairs, fairs. And like, which of their brands, I guess, are the most popular or like most successful for them? Um, so the Nespresso Nescafe, is it Nescafe? Nescafe. That one is like for all their coffees. That one's like very popular. Then they got the Milo as well. Um, oh, wait, let me... I can't... They have some powdered There's... milk. What about their cereals? I mean, their cereals aren't that... When I was looking at it, there weren't that many cereals. There were only like three or two or three cereals that like stood out, but none of them were even that, um, like big, like huge. Chocolate, Kit Kat, Smarties, Aero. But they've been selling off some of their chocolates recently. I think they sold some to, who was it? Ferrero. They sold some of their subsidiaries. To Ferrero. Cheese. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that was again, that was mainly for the image, like, because they want to they're really trying to like push this image that they're trying to like fight obesity um and just become a healthier brand overall. Cap. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is just attractive now. That's why everybody's moving to that side. That's something that Coke tried to do as well. Like, they're trying to be, like, all this, you know, because um, obesity is definitely a problem, and the, and Coke is always associated with it. So then they're yeah. trying to, like, kind of destroy that image with, like, the Diet Coke, Coke Zero, Coke Zero Diet. Like, I, don't, I can't even keep up anymore. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, it's crazy, because, like, that's, what, like, the main problem. What's the difference between Coke Zero and Diet Coke? Coke Zero. Zero sugar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> Coke diet zero calories. Is it? I what does know. it mean by zero calories? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Wait, like, let me check. What are you putting into your body? <laughs> I thought it's just. How can you have zero calories? No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I thought it's just reduced from regular Coke. Reduced what though? Reduced sugar or all of the above? General. Yeah, no one's <laughs> drinking diet Coke anyway. Come on. Some people say they like it because of the taste, yeah, yeah. though. Because of the tastes. Because it tastes different. Is it because of the taste? <laughs> I remember when people were saying that um, Coke Zero, was it Coke Zero Diet Coke used to cause cancer? I was like, bro. <laughs> Everything causes cancer. I just like to put that swim out there. So just live. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Oh, all these, yeah, all these big companies are always trying to do 
what do you call it? PR. The corporates. Yeah, the corporate service responsibility or social yeah, responsibility thing. That, the ESG. Yeah. Because Unilever, guy, they're terrible. Like, I mean, they have like a reputation for having like one of the best sustainable focuses and all of that. But it's like, bro, they have so many controversies and they're just, they're just one of those brands where it's like, if you actually look deeply into them, you're like, uh, these guys are not as sustainable or like healthy as they yeah. put themselves to be. But then they, yeah, they're just out here. Every big brand though. Yeah. Like it just is at this point. That's just the game. That's just the game. Fam, you know, when I was looking for it, when I was researching Unilever, they own like everything. I was just like, <laughs> bro. Because <laughs> hmm? when I found out they owned, when I was like 13, 14 and I clocked, I was like, wait, what? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Like a school trip to one of the, I don't even know if it was like an office or whatever it was. And they were like, yeah, they were like, we put the prices up because no one wants to buy like deodorant for 30p because they won't trust it. Then we also just rebrand stuff to make it different. And I was like, huh? I was like, this, this life is fake. <laughs> it's fake. Fam, they just <laughs> buy like really small brands. And because they're already so big, they just pump so much money for advertising. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like everybody starts to use that brand. And they literally just buy so many, so many companies. Like they have Dove, Marmite, Magnum, Lipton. What was it? Ben and Jerry's. St. Ives, Bovril, shout out to Bovril. <laughs> but yeah, they own just so, so many brands. And like, now they're trying to focus on, was it like, they're trying to focus more on the cleaning product side, obviously because of COVID, because once COVID oh, hit, yeah, yeah, yeah. like all their sales just went up. And then they're also trying to fight, focus on like healthy and more plant-based foods. So they acquired... I don't know what's this company called Grays. Have you guys seen Grays? It's like some it. healthy snack bar thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. They basically acquired oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. to try to get into that um, industry. But yeah, they're still not as big as Nestle and PNG in terms of like the consumer products like that. But then they they just have so much power because they're basically everywhere like you can't escape unilever like it's everything true. you just see that little you on like that <laughs> on the packs and you're like everywhere bro. guys everywhere. everywhere like even when you don't expect it you're just like ah fine <laughs> they have like they have so much because there was one time they got in like a disagreement with tesco because i think they try to increase prices because obviously they have so much power. So all the, so basically the retailers just have to like accept the prices that they yeah. want. And then, yeah, Tesco was like, nah, we're not, do, we're not doing this. So I think there was a period where there was no, you couldn't buy Marmite in Tesco because they were like, come on, beefing. I was just like, <laughs> bro, you're going to lose because I mean, people are just going to go to Sainsbury's instead. True. Trying to do that. Trying to do what? Trying to have my own my own kingdom empire. Y'all should watch Succession. That's about media conglomerates, but like it's really cool. Thanks, Thank you for our sponsor. No problem. Today. Also, also, I checked. <laughs> I checked um, Coke Zero and Coke Diet in front of Coke. So. <laughs> <both> <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, okay, okay, <laughs> Both drinks are sugar-free and calorie-free. Coca-Cola Zero looks and tastes more like Coca-Cola, while Diet Coke has a different taste completely. So what yeah, Jerry what and Ramon were saying. So some people actually like that taste, but yeah, fizz. But I don't get zero calories. It's actually different. Hmm? I don't get I'm, it either. Like is what? It zero calories or zero sugar? Both. Calories. What Both. are you drinking? <laughs> Both. 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 E's E numbers. <laughs> I said E fifteen. Bro, what? How is it Wait, zero calories? Because it's not calorie energy, or is am I booking out? I'm so confused. Basically, I'm not gonna open. Like I'm water gonna, doesn't uh, have calories. Myself. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Like things can have flavor and not have calories. 
I know, but I'm saying other things can you can have flavor and not have calories. Like what? Because flavor, but as in like flavor is flavor isn't necessarily energy, if that makes sense. Yeah, but okay, so what is in cook? E numbers, chemicals. Regular cook or diet cook? Which which one are you talking about? Um, the diet and the cook zero. Yeah, you'll just you'll just see like some chemical composition made in a that lab. That is crazy. This is but why you we back study it, STEM. You back it though. No, I only buy. I only drink Coke. Well, when I can, because Coke is yeah. Nice. But you it's drink like Fanta and Sprite and all these other things. They all have it. Seven up. That's Tiny's drink. Seven up. Put on seven up. Not um, Coca Cola. It's the other one. Is it Pepsi? Yeah. Right. Yeah, Pepsi because Sprite. Let me is, check. It's Coca Cola. Where has it? Oh, you! <laughs> actually brought the out a bottle. So, yo, I can't find it. Yo. He said, "Let me check. Let me check." Nah, Seven Up is Doctor Pepper. Seven Up is Doctor. Was Doctor Pepper first? Oh, first. Yeah, I Doctor Pepper. I was looking for it. I don't read Doctor yeah. Pepper like the actual drink. It's all right. Just like cherry. I don't, I don't like that. I don't. I don't. I, just don't I like love cherry cola. Oh my goodness, Tani, you like when I was a kid. Yeah, Tani loves soft like drinks. Like you know the cherry Haribos. I used to put that in my cook. Oh my, my goodness! goodness. Oh, <laughs> nah, so wait for it to settle. It was amazing. You guys should try it. I'm alright. Yeah, I'm not gonna recommend that to our listeners. Got a sweet tooth, you know. If you know what I mean. <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? Reverse, reverse, reverse. Huh? Tani, what uh, do you mean? Jerry, can you tell us about Tani? Volkswagen? Tani, what do you mean? Let's not, you know, get stuck up in the technicalities, Roman. You said the sweet tooth. I said I've got a sweet tooth. Who do you sweet I like Haribo. So who do you sweet for? Who do you sweet for? Who do you sweet for? Oh my days. VW, that's what's up. They're my guys. Whipping excursion in that. Obviously, big conglomerate. They've got Audi, Bentley, Bugatti, Lamborghini, Porsche, Seat, Skoda, obviously Volkswagen. And they've got some other ones that make like coaches, trucks, commercial vehicles, that sort of thing. But yeah, they're definitely one of the biggest in the world, if not the biggest, I think in 2018. By volume, they were the biggest, um, followed closely by Toyota and Renault, Nissan, Mitsubishi. So those are their main competitors, I'd say. But um, yeah, they're quite big. Obviously, we all know about the VW scandal, about um, their emissions situation. Trying to clear that one up. They've been trying, (laughs) but, you know, it's it's a hard one to... uh, like people don't forget that one quickly, but um, they they luckily for them they acquired a a company called Diconium in the beginning of 2020, just before the pandemic hit Europe properly, and that company is based around online marketing, online sales, and digital transformation. So they're trying to right. take steps in in boosting their online sales. And I think 2020, they actually were one of the best um, in that industry. So I guess it worked out. But um, FCA and PSA are going to be merging, which is interesting. So FCA is Fiat Chrysler, which is Alfa Romeo, Dodge, Fiat Chrysler, Maserati, Lancia Jeep. So they're going to be merging with Peugeot, Opal, Citroen, and Vauxhall. So that's another. That's it. But to be fair, I think it will only put them like fourth or something, fourth biggest worldwide. So they still have some work to do. I mean, yeah, the car industry is is full of conglomerates. To be very honest, it's rare to see independent car companies. I mean, some off the top of my head are Tesla, um, Ferrari, Aston Martin, McLaren. But those are already very luxury brands. You don't really see it amongst the more affordable brands. So yeah. The more, yeah, the more affordable ones usually tend to group together. And it's why you sometimes see like 
I can't remember which car it was, but there was a Vauxhall and a Peugeot. They looked exactly the same. I can't remember which one it was. It was like um, a seven-seater, but they looked exactly the same, like the whole body of the car. And it's because they do their research together, obviously, because it's the same, it's the same company. And then I think also sometimes it's one company does better in certain countries than others, just because yeah. maybe that's where it started. So like Opal, they don't really sell that here in the UK, but in Europe, it's, it's a big company. But for us, it's just Vauxhall, but it's basically the same company. So I, they, I didn't even know like about Vauxhall until I came to the United Kingdom. Yeah, exactly. But I think Vauxhall started off as a British brand. That's why. Yeah, I think it was a British. So yeah, they just yeah. keep the name as Vauxhall, but it's one company essentially operating. But yeah, it's it's full of full of um, conglomerates in the affordable car industry. Um, you know what was that? Thing? What was that company that you said? Was it is it Peugeot? Yeah. Because guy, you know, in Nigeria, Peugeot, bro, oh, like. I was like, wait, oh, what are you dear. talking about? That's like, remember? Oh, dear. Oh, my days. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Which one of their brands mean? is, like, the most successful for them? You know what, David? That's a very good question. One I don't have the answer to right now. <laughs> However, <laughs> if I was to guess, I would just say Volkswagen, to be fair. Because Lamborghini, Porsche, Bugatti, Bentley, those four are very... Luxury. Like they're supercar, but yeah, luxury yeah, supercar yeah. brands. So I don't see them doing the big numbers. So it's got to be VW. And I think even in the, like VW had 10% of sales or 11% of sales in the UK, in the EU, it's, it's crazy high. Like, yeah, I would definitely say VW is probably their best performer. Yeah, because okay. Seat, Skoda, no. Skoda. Those are EU as well. Like I like I know them, but I don't see them here anymore. They were yeah, here a little bit, but yeah. And then Audi, maybe Audi does well, but it's still a bit more. Audi premium. have a good range. Yeah. Why did they? Nah, have I wouldn't. I wouldn't describe Audi as Audi's. Wait, what did what did you say, David? I was gonna no finish what you were gonna say. I was gonna say yeah, Audi. I wouldn't really describe Audi as like a a range though. Audi's premium. I think. Yeah, it's premium, but like they have a, they have high end as well, like very high end. Well, like race car, like yeah, R eight, kind of almost. Yeah, yeah, but then, they have like family, rich family cars. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it's like BMW, like Mercedes, or BMW. As yeah, well. those three are in that class. They're not. They're not quite affordable, so they're a bit German above. Engineering. They're premium. First. Why do these guys mix like standard everyday cars with luxury cars? Why do they? Like, why don't they just? Yeah, why don't they just? Like, why is their portfolio like that rather than just having a large portfolio of just everyday cars? I guess it's diversification. I mean, Ooh. all of all of them seem to Buzzword. do it. To be fair, all of them seem to do it. Like Toyota have Lexus and Toyota. BMW have Lex BMW. Yeah, Lexus. Lexus. Lexus is, Lexus is like Toyota. No, but it's a bit more luxury. Or it was. A bit. It was. It was. Before it was, there was a clear difference. And because they, they, they look the same, same though. They look the same, now, bro. Now they do. But I think before there was, it was quite different. Fair like is. Lexus was definitely luxury. To be fair, even some of the high-end Lexus, like the LFA. Yeah, it looks one. nice. But like, yeah, to be fair, I've not been. I don't know what Toyota's been dropping lately. Haven't really been tiny following. cars. Yeah. <laughs> the guys are reliable, bro. That's what they. Is it just the reliable? Auris. Auris, I Auris for yeah. my mom. Rav four, bro. That's the car. <laughs> my parents only buy Toyota, man. They only buy Toyota. Got Rav four. Got Avensis yeah. Verso. Got that huge seven seater when my sister came along. Too yeah. many man. <laughs> Just, yeah. yeah it's a reliable car it's a reliable whip can't lie it doesn't fail but yeah they all seem parts. to that's what my dad says as well yeah that's like, true you can always get yeah. parts like wherever you are uh, okay. I mean Mercedes Daimler they're under Daimler Daimler has smart car as well so it's like they all kind of Fiat Chrysler Chrysler's an expensive car Maserati but then they also have Fiat 
So it's like they all they all kind of try and spread it out, which makes sense. Because if you just have luxury, I mean, you're you're severely limiting your market. Yeah, that's true. So you might as well spread your far and wide. Let's try and get as many as possible. Oh, Just also another me. point about Coca-Cola I forgot to say. They have 43% market share in non-alcoholic wow. beverages. That's crazy. 43. That is crazy. I think Pepsi's second with like 20-something. Pepsi needs gives to step you, up the game. Pepsi, gives, Pepsi is but better. But Pepsi, I think they make like chocolate or something as well. So like they're not only in beverages. So. Fairs, fairs. Or they buy their own chocolate brand. So it's now like, okay, fairs type thing. But 40 is still a large number. And then yeah. Coca-Cola's name is on literally everything. Olympics, football, whatever, man. So like, yeah. Yeah. Can't run away from these big companies, man. They're just everywhere. I mean, I'm going to try and boycott one of them. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. That. We'll see how it goes, bro. We'll see how it goes. Why? I'm a man of the world, bro. I'm dead. He's a man of the people. <laughs> We're not gonna go to our market updates. Fun you anyway, bro. And now we're gonna run through a couple of stories that have been shaping up the markets over the last couple of weeks. First of all, if you're invested into the market in any sort of capacity, I'm sure your portfolio has taken quite a hit over the last week or so because. Yeah, people have been leaving companies like the big tech stocks and like the winners of COVID. So companies like Zoom and they're moving towards companies that would do well in the recovery. So like travel and entertainment. I think the main reason for this is the fact that they feel or like the whole market consensus was kind of wary that we might see a recovery into just the economy in general earlier than what the government thinks. So they think we're going to see a recovery before 2023, whereas the Fed have forecasted everything to come back to normal, to do a revision by mid-2023. So that's something that the market was trying to do. But yeah, that kind of took a large hit on my portfolio. So yeah, but I wouldn't leave my Apple. That's that's never happening. Apple is beautiful. No, yeah, markets have been very tough. I lost some money over the past week. <laughs> you don't wish to disclose how much I lost, but I mean, <laughs> it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. Yeah, don't. Percentages. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's cool. Um, the next story that we have is actually that Twitter's launching a super follower. So if you're a super follower, it's basically a subscription where you pay to subscribe to different people on Twitter, right? So this kind of follows the same business strategy as the likes of Patreon and OnlyFans. So that's, there's also subscription-based social media platforms. And this is because they're trying to aggressively boost the revenue. So I read that they're, uh, they're trying to like double the revenue by around 2025, because obviously ads isn't cutting yet for these large tech companies anymore. So they're trying to find other ways. And it's, it's oh. obviously a very good idea because when people want subscription-based things, they shouldn't have to leave Twitter. So I think Twitter's kind of trying to keep everything in-house and just, yeah, generate money from the following they have. I feel like all these big companies are trying to take, like Twitter is taking this model from like Patreon and OnlyFans. Was it, did they say something like they might try to implement something like rooms, like what Clubhouse is doing into, like all, all these guys are just, just copying each other, but, that's that's besides the point. Um, next story is big tech um, in Australia. So Australia has recently passed a law basically forcing the big tech platforms to pay news companies to show their contents. So this means that like if if private talks fail between the big tech companies and the news companies, then the government can act as a middleman and sets the price for the domestic, like for, I set the price for domestic media. So basically, um, yeah, this is just crazy because it might usher into a new era of like all other nations putting more regulation again on big tech. Like previously, Facebook pledged to spend. 600 million on like news basically and now they've had to increase it to 1 billion over the next three years 
So this has just been crazy regulation for the big tech as we've been seeing over the past couple of years. They're getting so powerful because they yeah. took away news from Australia, right? Or like they stopped yeah, showing like, news from Australia. Yeah, Facebook just exed up showing news from Australia for a while. Well, not for a while, but like for a couple of days, they said that they weren't going to do it. And then, yeah, they had then had to like rush a deal so that they could put it back. So then they've put it back now. But it was just crazy that they could do that and just kind of limit yeah. the news that people see on their platforms. And the EU was also saying that they might, this is a good idea that, you know, that takes a bit. <laughs> no, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Trying to implement that. Yeah. But yeah, do you so- think this is going to stop, stop like big tech in its tracks? I think it's a result. Nothing's stopping them. Nothing is stopping them. <laughs> they pay too much tax. <laughs> like, nah, nothing's going to stop them. Cool. So the next story is about NBA Top Shot. Top Shot. And this is a rather confusing one because I don't, we don't fully understand it yet. But basically, this is NBA Top Shot is using blockchain technology to kind of reinvent sports collectibles. So each highlight is referred to as a moment. And you can basically buy and sell this these moments. So I know like a LeBron James dunk sold for like 125k. I don't know why, but basically, yeah. So over the past couple weeks, like people have just become more and more aware of it, and like the prices have just gone up. Like in on Monday, they did 37 million in sales over a 24 hour period, which is just crazy because like, I mean, two weeks ago, barely anyone knew about this. I just, I don't get it because you can just download. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are you paying for a highlight? I don't well, know. I guess, I guess like the way they've marketed it is to say that it's like, you know, when people have cards and they collect cards, right? So they're, I yeah. think they're trying to market in the way that, oh, you own this card and like you're owning it for owning sake not because you don't know the player, you don't know his stats or whatever, or you don't know that you can't watch a dunk on YouTube or something. It's just the fact that you can say you own it. And then on NBA Top Show, what they do is they have limited releases on the platform for like these different stocks. So they could only be like 25 of these highlight reels for this LeBron James dunk or like LeBron James, um, the block on Iguodala in that final. Oh, that. that would sell for a lot. I would, I would pay, I would pay, $20 for that, $20. $20, see you. You're already outpriced, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's basically what they're trying to do. Whether it would work, I mean, it's working right now. They've already had like $230 million in transactions, $230 million worth of transactions. And what happens is that the NBA gets a cut of this, around 5%. And then this goes this gets distributed between the NBA players and just the association in general. Yeah. So I think in terms of making money, it, they're making money, but in terms of yeah. will I then see myself buying these? Yeah, we had to be seen. I don't have enough money to be throwing around. I'm still a student. Hey, bro. Hey, hey, no, don't, don't do that to yourself. Don't expose yourself like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the blockchain, I think the blockchain also helped them because it runs on blockchain technology. You know how, like, cryptos cryptocurrency everybody's everybody's trying to do crypto yeah it's a buzzword right now so i think that's also a reason that they've kind of propelled into a larger thing over the past couple of months or weeks even so yeah and moving on to our last story actually um it's about airbnb so they posted the earnings over the past couple of weeks and they posted a loss of 3.89 billion dollars solely in the past quarter so this is like a huge word, but when you once you look into the credentials or like into the um like the balance sheet and whatnot, you then understand that this is mostly due to the fact that they pledged to give the employees and other stock other guys stocks when they joined the company or like whenever like they just said, Oh, we'll give you some stock compensation plus your salary, right? And the problem with IPOs is that when you file for an IPO, your earn your next earnings, you have to kind of put all of these all at once. So even if they pledged to give these guys stock five years ago it's gonna go on the balance sheet right now so then that was the large part of it and also when you run an ipo it's kind of costly as well so then that's another reason so you also see people have like direct list listings into the market so they don't go through banks and whatnot they just directly list their shares and if you want to learn more about that look into spotify because that's what they did and aside from that though the revenue fell 
22% compared to the same quarter last year. And the quarter we're talking about is the fourth quarter of last year, so October to December. And this is still better than the competitors, actually, because Bookings.com and Expedia.com, their revenues fell 63% and 67% respectively year on year, which is crazy. But then we have to also kind of rem remember that these are not exactly the same type of company. They don't have the same types of business models. But if you want yeah. to know more about Airbnb and the IPO and like just about the sort of rationale behind them, so like entrepreneurial hosts and like things like Uber, then just listen to our previous episode. Yeah, man, imagine if I was working for Airbnb. Imagine if I was older and I was able to work for Airbnb and I got a stock pledge. Bro, bro, <laughs> it's actually gone. I'm retiring, I'm retiring. I'm buying house, I'm buying car, I'm buying, like, you know, you know how you see all like these, these athletes that find money and then just splash, like in one yeah. day. I'm, I'm going to do that. I shoes. <laughs> <laughs> It's alas, yeah. alas. Anyways, now we're going to talk about the, the Netflix show Dirty Money and just shady businesses in general. <laughs> See you guys oh. next time. Fire away. My question for you is if you were in Volkswagen, like the guy in Volkswagen, okay, all this has happened. Like, how responsible are you going to claim to be? Wait. And the reason I ask that is that I want to see if you guys think it's kind of okay what they did. Wait, so if you, when you <laughs> say am I the guy, to... do you mean if I'm the CEO or something? Yeah, you're the CEO. And then you kind of hear what did I know? This... Did I actually know they were doing it? The Americans knew. Everyone in America knew. Everyone in America knew. No, but did, well, that the wasn't the, that wasn't my question. No, let's say you've you've heard like, no, because fam, the CO two emissions were the best. So yeah. as a CEO, it is your responsibility to question how this was what's the science, right? So no, then let's it's say, not. <laughs> no, it's nah, not. Nah, it is. It you is. should be. It should, yeah, yeah, but but wait, hold on, hold on. If I'm the CEO. I have a million other things to worry about, not the science. Like, if a, if my chief scientist officer, whatever you call him, tells me, yo, we got this new technology, we've cut our emissions in half, I'm going to believe him because I have to worry about marketing and finance and all these other things. He's, I, there's a certain level of trust you have when I made you my C, my chief scientist or whatever it's called, chief technical, that person. Okay, but let's say that you kind of, not that you knew something was fishy, something fishy was going on, but you kind of got, an, you were kind of like, hmm, this might be too good to be true. Are you going to delve deeper? Are you just going to allow it? Oh, no, then I'll, then I'll do, no, but if it's, if I am suspicious, then it's time for internal investigation. Not suspicious, you know, not suspicious, not net, not suspicious, like so what, something man? less than suspicious. It's like, oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. That sounds like suspicious. No, it's just surprise. You're just surprised. Like, let's say you have a car that just does like two point five, and it goes it goes zero to six in two point five. It's like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but is it like it was doing it in six before, and now it's two point five? Nah, I don't know. I'm just trying to see if you guys are fishy human beings. It depends on the examine. jump. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Because if you go from like two point six to two point five, I'm gonna be like, okay, Fez, that makes sense. But if you go from like six seconds to 2.5 seconds, then I'm going to be like, big man, what's going on here? This isn't, it's not adding up. Yeah. Because the thing is that like with all these like scandals, like obviously like the CEO gets burned every, like half the executives get burned, but most times they don't actually know or they're not in the communications. So it's not like would sure? they have actually done anything um, different if, if they did nah, some know. sometimes they don't know. There's yeah, no HSBC. way they, could, they can't. They can't always know like HSBC. everything that's going on. It's just this bird. They were money laundering for okay, all. Okay, but like... we're not. We're not talking about HSBC <laughs> across the globe, Mexico, <laughs> we're not, Asia. We're not, we're not talking about HSBC. UK, Nigeria. Guy. I know these guys that <laughs> that took a bachelor's money and hid it for him. Like, yeah, I'm still <laughs> finding his money till this day. But... No, but that's a different scenario. He asked about Volkswagen. No, no, I was just saying, because you said most, like, is it really most people, like, in these incidences, is it most of them don't know? 
I don't. What I don't you think so. Say in those what instances? That's not what he said. <laughs> no, that's what I said. That's what I said. What that's do you mean? Incidences. <laughs> Yo. Hey Ramon, I'm with you. In brother. those. I'm with you. <laughs> Come on. You know English is not my first language. It's okay. Cheers. Can I no. scouse? My, uh, my, yeah, my home Scouse. language is Scouse. Shout out to all the Liverpudlians out there. You know. But, sorry, continue. Oh, yeah. Is it, do you think it is most that don't know of these CEOs? Like, yeah, that's that what I was trying to get at. That's what I was trying to get at. Because it's like, do you think, like, is it that they don't know? Or like... Surely they must. Yeah. I can Surely see they, they must be... have like an idea. Yeah, they should know they something. Blind. Like, I, I think company. they turn a they just yeah, like, exactly. look away. Like, like... You, so I was basically asking, like, would you turn a blind eye? No, I wouldn't. That's because I'm nah. not trying to get burnt. Like, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Never. What? How? What? He said, "What? I wouldn't do that. Like that. My integrity. Uh, what's that? I got 2020 vision. What do you mean? Because <laughs> it's just funny. You just see all these scandals come out and all this like all the ways that these companies are trying to cheat people. But then, yeah, end of the day, this year gets fired. He just gets another job, but he's still rich. So it's not like in the head it, it must be worth it. Like when you do risk analysis, end of the day, you still come out on top." Because like those Volkswagen man, I don't think did any of them go to jail. I think one of them got to jail. Yeah, remember they got him in Florida. He they got him in Florida. Or something he caved. He caved. He caved. <laughs> right, that's that's dipped to Germany, bro. He said, so, "No, like, bro, you're not leaving this country." <laughs> it's actually sticky. And like even to do with let's say like let's say for beverages or like drinks and then you know that this, the things inside like let's say for like johnson's and johnson's that's something yeah. about the powder being carcinogenic and there's no way there's no way that the ceo or whoever was in charge didn't know that but then they just like kept it like nothing really changed so like are we like what's the reason for that because I, I don't understand obviously i'm not i'm never trying to be a ceo because that's too much responsibility and too many things to think about but like yeah, what what do you think goes through their head? I think for them sometimes it's like if they admit something is wrong, like they're gonna get fired. Like yeah. they're gonna they're gonna lose their job either way. So it's either they continue to ca- like, continue to get this back, or like. But they yeah. might not lose their job though. They might not. If but if, if it's if they know that okay, this team that's making this powdered milk is moving mad and putting carcinogenic stuff in the milk if they find that out then you just fire that team like you you address that team and then you yeah, surely then, should, you get rid of the problem they're not gonna fire you for firing someone else that doesn't it's gonna make get sense. it's gonna get out though and it's gonna It'll be like out. on you because you hired yeah. or like you're supposed but to but then you fixed the problem you but didn't just fans, let it slide there's fans you no but it could be a cultural problem yeah exactly that's why so you the, get rid of them no but you you could have cultivated a culture but then you did it. So which one, which which one is it? Fam, it's just for PR. Like even sometimes they might not think like, oh, we need to fire this guy. But just for like how everyone is stuck the going down. They're like, they're just like, bro, change of management. Like we're trying to get our stock price back up. Because it's, like, it's like the wire card thing as well. That was just a mess. That was oh, just a big mess. A mess. It's like there's so many of these candles. Like even the one MDB thing with Goldman. And like the Malaysian government, that was something else as well. Like, and people know, like, and there was a partner that was like heavily involved in that. Or a, a Goldman Sachs partner. Like he was basically like the point of contact. Yeah. So he obviously lost his job. But yeah. What was that Valiant thing that happened again? Oh. When they yeah. kept increasing drug prices, right? And then just using was it subsidiaries right yeah. how would they i can't remember exactly what they were doing but obviously you had my man bill ackman <laughs> guy was smiling at every fresh that guy is actually evil he's actually evil. that's, <laughs> no, that's my guy that's my guy he knows what guy went on cnbc and said yes I, I think the markets are definitely gonna rebound and i went to show everything <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get the the most value for his money, fam. 
gonna get the the highest drop. I mean, like two two some two point something billion or something. Yeah. From that alone of CDSs. What are CDSs? CDSs are credit default swaps. What are credit default swaps? Well, CDSs, very briefly, I'm going to explain it anyway. You get money if the company defaults. So if you buy CDSs for Disney, you get money if the company defaults. And obviously, if you're to buy a CDS of a company that's very likely to default, the price of that CDS is going to be higher. So yeah, he bought for, for bear companies and whatnot. So yeah, and you just have like, is it Martin Shrikeli? That's another guy, the guy that everyone hates, that he looks, let me not say anything. Um, the worse. guy, the guy, he, hi- he hiked up the price of potential, potential treatments. I can't remember what disease, it was like cancer or AIDS. Martin but that's Shrikeli. so messed up. That's very messed up. This then begs the next question. Is everyone listening? Yes, do tell us. Okay. The next question is, are these pharmaceutical companies expected? First of all, I'd like to disclose that I'm a man of high ethic. Of high <laughs> 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 oh, it's <Danny. laughs> I really prize integrity. <laughs> but my question is, why are pharmaceutical companies or pharmaceuticals like actual companies because they're supposed to make money right so in terms of making in terms of just knowing that how are how are they supposed to position themselves are they supposed to make everything cheap even though they have shareholders to answer to that's one thing second thing is let's say you are a pharmaceutical company (laughs) again stress stress that i have high integrity (laughs) i'm just gonna stress that again let's say you're a pharmaceutical company you have the cure for aids or the cure for cancer oh my goodness bam you cannot charge that ps like two thousand or three thousand pounds no but let's say you spent a lot in research and development Mm. for this this is i'm just asking i'm being a devil's advocate here guys does the devil need your help why are you friends with the devil? <laughs> he does it to amen. Why are you advocating on his behalf? But just for the sake, just for the sake of conversation, right? Let's say you have the cure for AIDS or thing, and you spend a lot of money on R and D to produce this this um cure for a terminal drug and a non-curable drug, a non-curable disease rather. So, how much? Are you selling it, one, if you sell it, or two, are you even going to bring it out? Because that's another thing. What if the, the cure hey. for all these things <laughs> Whoa, 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 Tony. Like, no, no, I know, but like, I know think about stressed. it, think about it. <laughs> think about it, like, what if the cure for like AIDS exists, but is your idea they can't, like, they can't they price point it? No, this is a conspiracy. Because it's like, <laughs> Wait, what? Like, if, if, if you had the cure for cancer, straight one-shot cure, why would you... Why would you bring it out? Like, oh, why would you can release? save so many lives? But think about <laughs> your bank account. <laughs> like, no, I thought you said you had high integrity. <laughs> I do. No, but, do you, no, but you have to understand what you have to understand what I'm saying. So it's like to do with like one shot things. Like, let's say your revenues would be high for like the first two three years, and then they'll go down as everyone gets cured. But so diseases like, come and go all the time. There'll be another one that you can find the solution for again. Yeah, but then put yourself in the shoes. It's just easier. Season. It's obviously it's easier to not to not provide the the drug or to provide what's it when they when they treat it but they don't cure it. Yeah, like, so, like that's what I mean. So they always want to do that like but, treat on the like you have to take the thing every year or something. Every that doesn't month. mean it's right, though. That's lazy. I'm not saying it's right, 100%. No, but I'm saying in terms of conspiracy, what if they already, some of these things already exist, but we just don't know because it's not profitable for companies. And it's because pharmaceuticals and all these med- medical companies are expected to make money that they wouldn't release it. That means these guys are like paying their staff a lot not to say anything because bro if that thing just gets out it's over for them like it's very pe- if someone finds out like some company has been hiding like 
the cure to cancer or whatever, then, bro, <laughs> that company is immediately cancelled. Like, the share price is just going to drop down immediately anyways. Will it, though? Yes. I mean, they do have no, the cure no. for cancer. <laughs> People like that are going to be keeping that share price up. The government will be on their case, bro. The government isn't just going to sit by, let that slide. Yeah. Because I've thought about it before. It's like, it's just is, weird. Because like yeah. these men, it's a conflict of interest to have a pharmaceutical company that's supposed to make money, but also supposed to like essentially heal people. So like, I just always find it weird how like they're so profit making focused as well. So like, yeah, because these companies are like the largest in the world. And the only reason this COVID thing, they're like saying, oh, it's going to be the same price as as the cost, right? So they say they're going to make zero profit. The only reason is because COVID is such a wide, wide scale thing. If it was only based in like, let's say some third world country is not going to be the same attack. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. Obviously, bro, if COVID was only in Nige, oh my God, oh my God, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> not going to be able to pay for any of the medicine. First. Now, nah, but these pharmaceuticals are just crazy. They're, Unethical, you know. They have no morals. No, but like they don't. They're not. They're not supposed to have morals. That's what's bad. Why are we always saying businesses should not have morals? Because they shouldn't. They answer to. They answer to shareholders. They answer to. Okay, but then shouldn't the shareholders have morals as well? Why they shareholders? The shareholders to get earnings off owning equity in the company or owning like Fam, so anything, company. anything that brings you money, no, nothing spoiled. Like that's how it is in the real world, David. Sorry to break it to you. Okay, so are you part of the? Are you part of the members? No, of I'm the not. I'm trying to find my place <laughs> in this world. That's why I'm asking all these questions. I don't know. So you're confused which side to pick? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just had to clear that up. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely not. But I'm just saying, like, I think it's something you can't ignore. You can't just expect people to just be ethical. Because Yeah, not, yeah, but it's just, that doesn't make it right. Or, like, it shouldn't be 100%. Like but why was HSBC laundering money for Mexican drug dealers? Bad, bro. They fell in love with Chapo and Escobar. Blue <laughs> talkers. Because of the cash. It's only because of the cash. It's nothing personal. It's not like they liked him. It's not like they were childhood friends even. It was just cash. And that's like quite scary when you think about it. It So yeah, something to think about. I'm glad that from the four of us, it seems that none of us are willing to compromise our morals. Does it? All I'm going to say is that one, (laughs) somebody with orange hair looks like... (laughs) I don't have orange hair. I'm actually just ginger. Brown. That's what it is. Blonde. What are you? Ginger. Okay, ginger hair. Is willing to compromise. I'm definitely not. I just find it weird because like, it's cool though, because like we're seeing a move to towards like shareholders and all these guys caring more about like the environment and like stuff like that. Do they like, really care about the environment or do they care no, because that's no. like where it's going to? Like that's, that's where growth saying. is. That's what I'm saying. Because like, let's say like with... um renewables for example this whole renewables thing everyone's known like our god did his this bit what's it called something truth in like 2000 he's been chatting about like global warming um climate change for a while and nothing happened until let's say wind energy and solar energy was more competitive in terms of price like now they're kind of competitive to like oil and gas so that's why I feel like that's why we've only started seeing the push now because they've been seeing they've been saying all this oh if you keep on like this we're gonna be in the reversible move towards like an ice age or something they've seen that thing for like twenty years at least but nothing really even changed so it's now like it's in my head it's still to do with money as well and shareholders will only invest in things like that will make them look good as well because that also affects their money as well so that's what I mean it's just it's just peak. Shame. <laughs> Guess it's shame. It's the human condition, bro. It's not just it's just manifesting itself in a different way. That's first. These guys, these guys, man. You guys think payday loans or like <laughs> are 
first of all guys watch dirty money on netflix another plug like another advertisement is really it's eye-opening summarize it quickly what it's happened like with different episodes there's different yeah. episodes okay. like in different industries just about different Donald scandals Trump. yeah okay interesting interesting there's one in like yeah. um payday loans this um ex racer what did he i didn't fully what was it again he, he's a loan shark so basically he get he gives people I mean, if you put it like that <laughs> that's what, what i mean do you mean that's what he was <laughs> <laughs> so he would give like really poor people that need cash right now he'll give them the money but the interest rates will be crazy and then let's say they sometimes they even have the money to pay like back like in terms of like you know the customer service it'll just be long like it'll just be hard to get back all those terms and conditions like, yeah the terms and conditions are mad like you've gotten sucked in so you then call them like yo this looks crazy what should I do about it? And then they were like, oh, sorry, you've been locked in, you signed, whatever. Um, I'll pass you on to my next person. And then it'll go to the next person. Also in terms of how they structured the business, they kind of, they said that they were like a protected business because they were on um Native American. Native in, American like, land. Yeah. Yeah. But then they weren't even, they were like in some other place, but then they registered there because uh, like they would get like benefits. I thought the, yeah, it was just crazy. And that was a fraud boy. Bank. He was a fraud boy. <laughs> Out here. Oh my days. But then yeah. one would say he did supply them with money when they needed it. Nah, he took advantage of the vulnerable. It's supply and demand. Yeah, but, but supply like, and demand. Or like he could have he basically said, Okay, I'm gonna get if you need five hundred pounds to meet like your bills <laughs> or your rent, I'm gonna give you five hundred pounds. And like ten percent, or like, and if you don't pay it back in the first week, Bro. then you have to add like eighty more, eighty more pounds or whatever. And it yeah. just kept adding costs. And then some guys would now get a call like, "Oh, why did you just take out a thousand pounds out of my accounts?" And they're just like, "What?" Yeah. It's oh crazy. yeah, they and took the money without asking from the account as well. They just take the payment. Oh, mad, mad. Okay. It was crazy. That guy's in jail. No, he's like in for Bro, seven gave him, years. Is it eighteen years? Oh, whoa. 16 there were years. two of them. One of them got very long, and one of them got like a more. The CEO got like a tamer sentence than the other guy. Do you guys think he should have gotten 18 or whatever years he got? I mean, he should have gotten punished, that's for sure. But I don't know what jail does. I can't lie. Like, it yeah, does just put someone in prison. The whole prison, prison as a punishment thing is kind of weird to me. But like, yeah. I mean, it, it probably hurt him. So like, yeah. But still, oh, it definitely hurt him. But he needed like, yes, it was a very big thing. It was a very bad thing he did. So needed equal response from the government. I think they were just trying to make an example out of him, to be honest. Just like, what's his name? VJ. Hold tight, VJ. If you know, he used to own Force Indian Formula One. Yeah, oh, my guy. Yeah. When in Netflix, you know, in Drive to Survive, where they like, yeah. oh, oh, was it Force India has now gone into administration? <laughs> oh my days! That my guy was siphoning funds, fam. Can't travel. The guy's based in London <laughs> or like yeah. the UK. It's a witch hunt. It's a witch hunt. <laughs> But yeah, this bear like just scandals, man. Like it's it's bad, and it's always money, guys. Don't let money become your idol. Money, money can poison all, so be careful. Chase what is actually. What do people say? Bees. I mean, some people say some people say money brings out your true character. <laughs> hmm. Uh, do I agree? I'm not sure. I think it brings out the worst character you have. Maybe not, not necessarily. I don't know about that. The worst. Yeah, because so anyone with, with money, a lot of money is just going to bring out the worst in you. I think with money becomes comes power, and then power is not like. Yeah, but it's not always everyone that does bad things when they have some power. Orange of its power, it seems like more greed. Like. That's what this sounds like. Yeah, to be fair, this sounds like greed. Like, then you just have more and more and more. 
Maybe that's their passion. But that's the, wait, they were they were greedy. They were greedy before wait. they had money. Yeah. Wait, don't answer him. Don't answer him. What? Can you fault someone from chasing your passion? <laughs> oh my days! Money is my passion. Money and them. Money and them. Come on. Why, I don't know. why is why is money before the mandem again? That was Tammy's idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I stand by it, you know. <laughs> this is sounding like those, um, um, those Americans were like, I didn't do nothing wrong. I stand by my decision. We as a company are represent- Oh my god. <laughs> oh, when that comes out, you're just like, oh no, oh no. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Money and Mandem. Make sure to follow us at money underscore mandem on Instagram and Twitter and hope you tune in to the next episode.